apartment I plotted my rock on the bed With grandma's foil comforter And some books I never read Gonna climb that corporate ladder Cause I don't need a man Bunny hunt's coming over She has too much time on her hands We'll light a hundred candles Wait for a guy to call Hey, can I offer you a snack? There's some paint chips on the wall It's the 90s I can afford this giant home An assistant salary I can pay for it alone I open up my French door Step on the balcony Show off my pixie haircut Cause I live in the 90s This is the deal with me is that I made the mistake of eating cheese today so I'm racing against my bowels. Okay, we're racing against your bowels. Okay. Speaking of bowels and cheese. <laughs> and travel. And travel. Travel. And travel. Yeah, great segue, Charlene. Yes. We travel. We watched the movie How Stella Got Her Groove Back this week. We did. And we watched it with my writing partner and very dear friend, Miss Sasha Alcide. Um, she is a writer. She has a podcast that's coming out. Um, and she will plug it at the end of this episode. She's very lovable. And her, her, I mean, the movie though, the movie, I don't know how lovable it was. I don't I don't know how it felt for me. Um, Stella did get her groove back though. Tay Diggs gave it to her. She got her groove back. I do feel like she lost it. And then I don't know if she got it back in the end. She got it, she lost it. I think she got it back in and then uh, she may have lost, it's in the lost and found. I think Stella's groove is in the lost and found. And it's, it's here and it's there. It's in a, it's in a holding place right now. <laughs> oh man. Well, take a listen to our deep dive into how Stella got her groove back. Yeah. Let us know um, if you think that she successfully held on to the groove. Once yeah. Let us know. Yeah, please. Welcome to the podcast. Oh my God. Welcome thanks for having me. Female Apartments from 90s Movies. Have you seen Stella before? Have you seen this movie before? I had seen it um, maybe close to a hundred times in parts. Like I feel like for a time there, it was making up 30% of VH1's programming. Oh, it was. I yeah, remember it was. that. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember those sex scenes, man. <sighs> Can I say that? Yeah, those sex scenes, now watching them as an adult in the R-rated version are just as PG-13. <laughs> Truly. Like, I think at one point she's wearing a nightgown in the shower with him. She sure is. She sure is. Oh, my God. Her nightgowns are amazing. That they one were- nightgown. Well, I thought they were. Well, she, that one nightgown that she's wearing near the end when he, like, redid that room for her so she yeah. can build furniture. It was beautiful. I would like that was like a ball gown dress or something. Yeah, it's it was, nicer than anything I own for sure. Yeah. I had an aunt who wore like traditional like satiny type nightgowns. And I feel like in my mind I was like, that's what I'll wear as an adult. But now I just wear filthy old band shirts. <laughs> yeah. I think we were all deluded to think that when we got older, we would wear nightgowns. Like that's just what would happen. Yeah. You turn like 35 and a nightgown mm-hmm. appears under your pillow. <laughs> My mom yeah. bought me some of those crazy fundamentalist nightgowns and I love them. They're like flannel. <laughs> I love that so much for you, Sasha. 
one of my first notes is, um, it literally says first thought, Angela Evelyn Bassett has always been fine. She's so beautiful. Unreal. Beautiful. Insanely. I mean, she still looks pretty much the same. She looks great. Her, like it's her whole, she's so poised. Was she a dancer at one point? It's just the way she carries herself and like her collarbone. It's just, she's very like- Beautiful shoulders. Yes. Yeah, what is the word? Um, uh, erudite. Mm. Yes, I don't know. Erudite. That, means, that feels right. I think that that's a word. Somebody She's very classy. Mm. Someone, someone, look yeah. it up and put it in the comments. Yeah, <laughs> it is up. Is erudite a word? We don't know. Um, I don't have. Let idea. us know, erudite. If you hear us, sponsor us. <laughs> we would love you to sponsor us. I love we're getting sponsored by words. Erudite prison systems. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I I feel like that's where I draw the line. I will draw the line at prison systems. I won't take money from them. I like that. That's that's probably for the best. It's blood. That's money. where we draw it. Yeah, that's where we well, draw it. But we'll everyone else, everyone mine. else, we'll take it. We'll take it. Please we'll give us money. money. Sure. Speaking of words, um, what is with that Winston's last name being Shakespeare? Like what? Yeah. Oh my god, I missed that. How could I what have missed choice? <laughs> Winston Shakes. What is his real name? His real name is not is not um Winston. It cannot. It cannot. Be. <laughs> In the movie, or his name is Winston. But the Winston. memoir. I guess yeah. this is a real story. Ashley can fill us. Ashley, I, I do have. I do have a little background here. <clears throat> he was twenty, and she was forty, and eleven years in, he claimed that he was gay, and. This is actually, I took this, I took this verbatim from an article. Terry McMillan is claiming Plummer knew about his sexuality and intentionally deceived her for money and American citizenship. Plummer said, now that would be a good movie. I want to watch that one. That's a better um, movie. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's like green card, except dark. Um, <laughs> Plummer, Plummer says he did not know that he was gay at the time he married McMillan and is seen seeking spouse of support and the voiding of the prenuptial agreement that waives his right to that support. Can I say something? Yeah, yes. go ahead. Okay, two things. I actually know entirely too much about this. Oh my God, please share. I remember, okay, so I remember this movie coming out and not really watching it because I was a kid. That's right, I'm young. And much later on, after it came out that he wanted to dissolve the marriage because he was like, I'm interested in men. I want to live my life this way, which is his right. Um, This made Terry McMillan very upset. Uh, And she went on an iconic episode of the Oprah Winfrey show. They both were on the show and it was the most chaotic hour of American television. I've seen it a very long time. Picture me, 11 years old, on my belly in the living room, squeezing a juice box. And I'm like, this is so good. (laughs) He's like, he defrauded me. He knew he was gay. He made me fall in love with him. And I pretty much took care of everything for him. But I'm going to say something a little, a little troublesome, a little problematic. I think he has a point. He was her muse. Terry McMillan for, for one of her biggest properties, which is based on the experience that he gave her. That's true. And I mean, how many, honestly, like how many black men are out at 20? Yeah. Right. Will admit to themselves, you know, how many men in general, but particularly black men. So I could totally buy that he could have been repressing. Yeah. It's like he came from, oh, no, no. Oh, I was going to say, I I definitely, it's definitely probable 
even if he knew, he may not have known, he may not have wanted to know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 Um, audience listening, just so you know, all three of us, um, are neurodivergent. So be prepared for a chaotic episode. We're We're going to be talking on top of each other. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't like this episode, you are ableist. Um, just so you know, challenge yourself and your beliefs. Yeah. (laughs) I do. I, I do remember that Oprah episode. (gasps) I also wore that on Oprah, like when it came out too. No, this was years later. Oh, because I thought they were on both. Ugh, Oprah, ha- oh man. Where Oprah has Oprah? all the stories, man. Oh, I know. I know. Because she went into, I was telling Charlene, like she went from like, let's talk about like this deep subject to like, let's have celebrities on and talk to them about, you know, something yeah. fun in a movie. It's just tabloid stuff. It started off really tabloidy, but then she got really like metaphysical and into like healing and stuff. Oprah got into her healing pocket. She was like, I'm going to heal all of America. She didn't, but she healed a lot of us and she turned us on to Uggs. She did. She's responsible for the Ugg craze. I forgot about that. It was like my favorite thing. I didn't know that. I didn't know she was responsible for her Uggs. Mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't make them, but there was like, right. once she spoke about them being a favorite thing, everywhere I looked, everyone had Uggs. And I was like, these are ugly. I put my foot in one and I was like, I get it. Yeah. yeah. You it's can't like never, a- I've a- never put my foot in one because I know that's how it's going to be. That's how it was for Crocs with me. Oh, I put my foot in one Croc and I was like, I'm never going back. <laughs> like I'm gone. This is Bunch it. of Croc, like, oh, you can't okay. stop. Bury me in these. Never put my foot in a croc, you guys. Do it. Get a croc. You're going to wear them everywhere, though. Yeah. And you won't care. I won't care. Um, won't care. Angela Bassett would never. <laughs> never. No, she would never. She's she would gardening. never. Maybe if she's, she's oh, gardening. Okay. Like, or she's building furniture because she builds furniture in the Yeah, suit. that was a like, funny what? little, like, subplot. The fact that she's a furniture builder and... That was a funny. It seemed kind of horned in because in the beginning when her son leaves and she's in the house and it's a beautiful, you know, stormy evening, she's, she's like planting. And I was like, this would have been a great time to plant the seed that she wants to make furniture. But you know what? I'm not writing this movie. I know she could have been like working on a table or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just wielding. Is that a word? Is that what they do when you make a table wielding? Like I think it's whittling or something. Whittling. Yes. Whittling a table. Yes. Sanding it. Doing a little woodwork. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a nice way to show off those toned arms as well. Yes. Showing that in the early beginning. Also, what is her job? She's a stockbroker. She's a woman of the go-go 90s. Okay. She she is. I did write down this important line. Back to back to back, 6.9% to 29.8. She just says that right off the gate when she's in her little, she's running, she's running in the woods and then she's in her stockbroker place. Is that what it's called? It's called called an office. (laughs) Right. Office. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you. And she's wearing the headset. And she just says back to back to back 6.9 to 29.8. And we Firstly, have, Ashley, you're reading my notes <laughs> because I was like, I just wrote headsets. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I could never be a stockbroker. I take too many pauses when I talk. You're like, you're out. Oh my God. And her but, hair is straight. She's very, she's just very tight way. We're like, she's yeah. overworked, overstressed. Yeah. 
Stella needs a vacation. She really does. Did you notice that the, I'm going to go back one quick, one scene before that, the opening scene, like the opening credits suck. They look like the title credits for, or the ending credits for like a really low budget Lifetime movie. 100%. There was nothing going on. It was just black screen. Here's what you're watching. Don't do this. Is that a 90s thing? Don't do this. Was that like a thing in the 90s or for other movies or was this just like a choice? I don't know. It just feels very, it feels very like last minute. Yeah, it feels last minute. It's like, we got to release this movie. Bob, get the credits. Just get them. Just It's always a Bob. It's yeah. always Bob. God, thanks, Bob. There were some interesting choices, I'll say, uh, with the direction and the editing of this to mm. me. I think it could have easily been a 45, half hour to 45 minutes shorter. For sure. It turned yes. into a different movie at one point. Yeah. I feel like it didn't know what it wanted to be. Like yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't very comedic. And when it tried to be comedic, the the pacing was off. The timing was strange to me. Um, maybe I just, you know, have ADD and watch too much TikTok though, but it just was No, like- I think you're right. Because like Whoopi Goldberg is in it. And I didn't really there were a few scenes that I laughed with Whoopi Goldberg, but I, we weren't laughing a lot. It, the tone was off. We didn't know if this was like a comedy or a drama. Yeah. I think the first like 20 minutes were actually quite funny. I think the pacing was really good because you get straight into the story. It was funny because there was like a little absurdist her imagining herself in Jamaica from a commercial. And then there was like when she finally got to Jamaica, all of the interactions with Whoopi Goldberg were great, including when they're on the beach with these two men that she's trying to like, you take one and I'll take the other. And one of them is like stuttering and rubbing her feet. Yeah. Can I also say <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg of the 80s and 90s, a fox. A oh, fox. Oh. Shape like I don't know what. I know. So <laughs> gorgeous. She's Ted Danson was hitting it too, guys. In case you forgot. Who was? Ted Danson. They were married. Ted Danson oh and Willie Goldberg. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. I never forget. I never, I shouldn't. I can't believe I forgot. And they were the, what was that movie they were in together? They were in a movie together? Uh, Yeah, they, they were in a movie, movie together. together. I'm going to look it up. Okay. <laughs> I, b- I believe you. I know I want to watch it. Just so you know, I know that you're not lying. I know you to be a trustworthy person and you would never lie to us about um, Ted Danson. Would never. You- well, I guess she sees the commercial. That commercial. I want to talk about that commercial. <laughs> what is up? Like, why is everyone white in it except for the people serving and like these little uh, yeah. children running on what looks to be a plantation? Isn't that interesting? You like, got those notes right from my blah blah. They they show they show that resort that they're in in Jamaica several times, and a couple times you see just children playing on what looks like a dilapidated like staging area where like maybe there were there was like a gym type situation there before. Yeah, and then they always like they always like juxtapose it with this beautiful resort where everybody is wealthy and mostly white. Yeah, and then like <clears throat> it's like that. I mean, is it, is that a choice? Was, it had to be a conscious choice, right? Is it because like when she gets superimposed into it, then it's now we see the juxtaposition or is like, because she's, you know, what is that? What does Jay-Z say? I'm making white money, but I'm still black. Like, is that like mm. her? <laughs> you know? I mean, but 
I mean, not to not to foreshadow too much, but even when they go to Winston's family home, it's beautiful. I would say the average person is not living like that. Right. And they have servants. Yeah. In that home. Yeah. Yeah. We I feel like that was such a like minor that scene was so small, but it's like, yeah, he's rich as fuck. What the yeah. hell? Like, we don't really ever I get I wonder if she made that choice so that it doesn't seem like he's with her for money. Maybe. I mean, yeah. his parents in the movie, his parents were doctors, right? Both of his them. His dad's a surgeon. His dad, okay. I don't know what his mom did, but his dad was a surgeon. Okay. Does it, in the real story, is he is he from privilege like that? Is he I don't wealthy? think he is. I don't think he yeah, is. Yeah, I kind of feel like not. Because hmm. that, that doesn't go along with him trying to sue her. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Also, like, why? Okay, so when she gets to Jamaica and she makes the choice. Firstly, I want to backtrack really quick because I want to okay. talk about her living arrangement. Because, uh, you know, this is female apartments from the 90s. Uh, she doesn't live in an apartment, but she lives in like this insane house. It looks yeah. beautiful. The uh. deck, the decor of that house, that chaise lounge. I just want to like curl up and like drink a glass of red and I don't know, look at my phone. And the greenery. There's like greenery everywhere. And so it's, she's in California, but it's raining. I feel like it rains a lot. We're, we're just around her house. San Francisco. She lives in San Francisco. Oh, okay. I was wondering. So I was like, this isn't LA. But okay, that's why. It's not dry enough. She has a beautiful home in San Francisco. She drives a Mercedes Benz. She's mm. a big time stockbroker. Mm-hmm. And a mom. And a mom has two beautiful sisters. Um, one seems to be pregnant and quite bougie. And the other one is a EMT and a little more down to earth. More and of Regina a, a woman. And she's Regina, Regina King. King. She's and a she woman has, of the people. Yeah. She has quite a bob. She has quite the bob. I was going to say that asymmetrical haircut took me way back. I had a me bus too. driver in middle school who had that haircut. Of course. Of course. You ha- we all did. Yes. We all did. <laughs> it was the same lady taking all of us to school across this nation. <laughs> it was the bus driver haircut. Yeah. Was that a precursor to the Karen haircut? Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's so. very similar because like it looks kind of like Kate Gosling-esque, except it's like sideswept. Yeah. I think in a way they were like, we can turn this, we can also turn this into something cool for us, but they were wrong. <laughs> they were wrong. It was uh, not cool at <laughs> all because you did not have wraps like salt and pepper. So no. it's not gonna be good. Yeah, it either had to be like very like shaved almost on one side to be cool, or like don't do it. Yeah, don't do it at all. And a, man, a woman toting around like 15 kids in a Honda Odyssey isn't going to shave her head. No, I, well, one can hope, but yeah. <laughs> Break I the forgot. stereotype. I forgot about that. Um, the bra- All the hair colors were so brassy then. Yeah. Like, yes, that's true. Their hair like this like orangey color, that or like burgundy. Very yeah. bad. I wasn't. They didn't have the technology. Mm -hmm. Was that it? Probably. I think so. Yeah, I think so. They didn't have Olaplex then. And just started using Olaplex. I don't know if it works, but I'll keep you. I'll keep you and all of the listeners abreast. I'm sure everyone wants to know about my Olaplex journey. I hope you keep all your hair. That's. (laughs) I hope it doesn't fall out of my head. Ashley, do you dye your hair? Yeah, I dye blonde. You're not a natural blonde. No, do I look natural? Yeah. You fooled us all. It's not too dark. It's like, um, I would say, 
a light brown. I don't even know if it's like, I guess it's like a dark blonde if I didn't dye it, but there's like almost like gold undertone. Mm. It looks good. I like it. I have a friend who dyes her hair blonde and she's like, I don't know what my natural color is. Yeah. You forget at some point. Also, it's like, what is it anymore? I knew what it was like 10 years ago, but what is it now? What is it now? You don't know. As you get older, things change. Like the texture of my hair has changed as I've gotten older. I'm like, am I dying? (laughs) Yeah, you are. We all are. We're all we are technically yeah, that's yes. true, actually that you are. Yeah. Sorry. Everyone's dying. Yeah. Like Whoopi Goldberg's character. We're oh. all. Oh God. Oh, that, that does, that does bring me to my note. <laughs> I love their friendship. I dreamt this friendship. I dreamt of this friendship growing up. I wrote that down. Oh, I, absolutely. Just the image of them. And I feel like, I think Oprah did have an episode just on this movie. So maybe that's what I'm remembering. She had an episode, this movie came out. And I remember her talking about the friendship. I, I could have had, I could have watched a movie just about this friendship and like the Tay Diggs love romance be on the side. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I would rather it be about, you know, Delilah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's the one going through or was the, it Delia? The drama. You're right. No, I think it's Delilah. Wasn't it? I wrote it down. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, Deli- Delilah. Yeah, you're right. But I remember thinking, this could be a great life. Just you and your friends going on trips, buying expensive, like, jackets. Yeah. Mm, I know. Fucking worlds all over the world. Oh, yeah. Pleasure fucking your way through, I guess, the economic South. (laughs) (laughs) Wearing amazing running outfits. Oh, my God. Perfect so much right. running in this movie. Do you think this, I mean, it had to be like a, a hand metaphor, right? Totally. She's running. She's running from love. Yeah. Because they showed her like yes. five different times running through the woods and we're talking about running. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, is it like runaway bride? She's she got to be in control. She's got to be in control. But then Tay Diggs lets her loose. But huh, I yeah. feel like, does he? We can discuss that. We can discuss that in the end. We will discuss that. But when I believe like um, her son, she's divorced. So her son is going to go spend a week or two weeks with his father, wherever his father is. So she drops him off at the airport. And I had like a flashback to when I was a kid and you could just drop your loved ones off at the gate. I know you oh could just God. walk out there and leave them. and uh, say, Before and bombs. Say, thanks thanks to 9-11 no more romantic gestures never forget (laughs) no no literally never forget airport scenes you have to then now the scene is like they have to go and buy a ticket to get in and that's cumbersome because people are going to be like "Mm, this guy's obviously a terrorist he came here last minute yeah he's spending twelve hundred dollars on a ticket he has no luggage and he's sweating yeah (laughs) Can we see that scene? Like someone make this movie. I feel like I want to watch them go through TSA for 15 minutes. <laughs> That'd actually be a really funny short to just see like the romantic scene that now the modern romantic scene of someone getting to the gate, the updated version of that, just how difficult that would be and yeah. how unromantic. Yep. Oh, when she meets <laughs> him, why does she think that he's a rapper? I think it's very of the time, like 90s. Yeah. Because he's a, like a black man in a tank top. 
Apparently that's what she actually said to him in real what life. Hell, for real? Yeah, that's what I, I read that in the same article. Like that was one thing that ha- that he said, yeah, she actually said that to me. That feels very um rude to me. It's like, yeah. like why would you think that? One time I had a dentist ask me if I were a basketball player. And at that Uh-oh. time I was 4'11. And I was like, sir, like, why would you think this? Because I have dark skin. Oh God. I'm a brown in a white area. You think I play basketball? Like what, what position would I play? I, I was looking like, for commonalities. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. It's like when people like sometimes when, when white men want to discuss the wire with me and I'm just like, I've never seen it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh my God. Just casually bringing up, Hey, have you ever seen the wire? Or oh. Wu-Tang. And I'm just like, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm literally, a, I'm just a kid from the suburbs. It sounds like the yeah, intro same. to a Jordan Peele movie. <laughs> Tay Diggs looks like closer to 30 than 20. Like he's supposed to be. Yeah. He probably wasn't actually 20. Yeah. He had to be older than that, right? Probably. Yeah, I'm sure. He is stunning though. I mean, he is like. He's in great shape for sure. He's a beautiful uh, man. Oh my God. He was just like, he was the guy in like all those movies at that period of time. I feel like from. I want to say like 95 to like 2002 or something. He was just in a ton of movies, like the best man. And I don't know. He was just in a lot. The wood. Wasn't he in the wood? Oh, I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. The nineties was really his era. It really yeah. was. He was and he did stage. in Dina Menzel that time, yeah. too, which I really like that for him. It makes me feel like he's actually, well, he, he probably is very cultured in real life, you know? Like I know, really I wish a lover of that. arts. So Shakespeare as a last name for him is maybe a good choice. <gasps> oh my God. I can't believe his last name is Shakespeare. <sighs> yeah. So they meet and then they go to a pajama party and then yeah, everyone gets fucking naked. There's like, everyone gets naked. yeah. Like, was that like <laughs> a precursor cursor to an orgy? There was like a ton of body glitter and just like unsheathed tits that are just out. I really didn't need that scene. Yeah. I mean, it was like nice to see their sexual chemistry, I guess, but it was probably like five minutes too long. Yeah. I didn't need the, I didn't need like the nude, like tourists. Yeah. The nude random tourists. I'm going to say something um, crazy. I actually enjoyed that scene because it was nice to see some nineties bodies. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, they were just super natural. People were like, I feel like people could never look like that in a film now, even in real life. These are just natural looking people and they weren't like gross. They were beautiful, natural bodies. And that to me was like kind of exciting. I was like, oh, this is what people look like. I like that. You're so right. It's like wholesome, really. Yeah, you that's know? so true. But if we want to, um, if we want to like... <laughs> If we want to roast anyone, we can roast the extras in the pajama scene, pajama party scene, because they were so unprofessional. They were looking right at the camera. I saw that! Like, what? Like, they had never seen a movie before. It's like deer-eyed, like, caught in the and There was, like, no costuming, so people were in their actual underwear. I saw there was a guy that, like, walks past camera, staring dead-eyed into it, yeah. and walks their briefs. And I'm like, what? I mean, I guess you could sleep 
I sleep naked sometimes. So maybe that's what that was about. They're like, we don't wear pajamas. So we're calling it a pajama party, but it's a euphemism for an orgy. If you pan down, if you just look down, some of them are wearing like church shoes. Cause you can tell they were like, I'm going to wear the best clothes I have. Cause I'm going to be background of this film. And they're like, we need you to wear um, a bathing suit or something like that. And they're like, I guess I'll just wear my underwear and church shoes. Church. They've left their church lady hat, like back in the <laughs> locker room. <laughs> it's been holding. They're like, can you I know I'm imagining, I'm imagining them all in holding and it's like the PA having to get them be like, okay, so you guys are going to take your underwear off. You guys are going to take your bras off. It's just like the poor extra, like what an extra has to go through. Uh, and then like when the movie like, comes out, they have to tell all their friends and family. Like, so I'm in this movie, I'm in this scene. It's about 31 minutes in. Oh man. You'll see my dong wrapped up in some sad boxer briefs. Yeah. You know it's me. Yes. Everything late nineties, early two thousands, the aughts is back, back in full force. I'd like to talk about how Tay Diggs character, Winston was wearing a red mesh tank top. Let's go. Yeah. Um, also <laughs> like, yes, I don't want to be a judger. Yes. With a cowrie necklace. I don't want to be a judger, but girl, the signs were there. I, you're so <laughs> right. A cowrie necklace, a, me- a red mesh tank top, and like floral shirt shorts. How did, there, girl. how did he not know? How? Like, ma'am, um, who? How did, did he not know? How did he not know? Oh, you, yeah, honestly, honestly. Oh man, yeah, that's. I also feel like he wore a mesh tank top a couple times. Am I wrong with that? I mean, it's hot in Jamaica. It's true, yeah. true. You need to get a breeze through those holes in the net. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, the costume, the wardrobe person was like, let's get Tay Dix in a mesh tank top, you know? You could wear that. I mean, also, like, they're, in, they're by the ocean. If he gets hungry, just throw it in the water and pull up some snapper. Exactly. It's, it's multi-purpose. Absolutely. Right. Precisely. Right. True. True, true, true. Get a bang for your buck with that. Yeah, you can see at this pajama party that like she likes to have fun because when she's like kind of faced with the older men that Delilah's trying to get her to get into, she's like, oh, they don't really know how to have fun the way that I want to have fun. So you can see that they are compatible and that she is young at heart. Yeah, she I yeah. Can tell by her like two step that she she knows how to have fun. Yeah, she just hasn't had time for it because she's just been trying to get those percentages and numbers in at the stock market. Yeah. Uh, at the stock, back yeah. Back. Non-stop <laughs> work, stock market stuff. <laughs> She's been so stocking much. the market. Exactly. And Ayo. not herself. That's not herself. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, so they have this meet cute and do they have sex that night? I think it's like the next day. The next day they have sex. Yeah. Okay. It's a very classy sex scene. Mm-hmm. it's blue right was it another blue sex scene that's like a very 90s thing oh yeah there's a lot of close-ups of the face yeah right the musical choice too sounded like uh like church choir music but like do you know it's like like a lot i can't do it but, <laughs> but you know what i mean like, there's a lot of just like <laughs> Just a lot of runs with no vowels or syllables. I would have appreciated some Sade. Oh, Sade. 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 I think they played Mary J. Blige, which was of the 90s. 
Yeah, okay. totally. It was very of the 90s. Mary but J. after one night of getting her socks rocked, um, she had to find problems with this relationship. She didn't this even try to make it work. Job. Is that when she gets pissed because he has a job? And yeah, she's, yeah. she's like, work. And she's like, just forget it, Winston. Just forget it. <laughs> He's like, I gotta eat. <laughs> Come on. Like, what more do you want from me? I got bills and shit. <laughs> we don't all work at the stock market, okay? And have savings. <laughs> Some of us work at the actual market. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us sell wares to the market. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like, like locked up in her bedroom waiting for her to like come she come <laughs> she she wants a she wants a boy toy she was like she excuse me but i want it now yeah she does Ooh. she's a little controlling and i have to be honest i mean we'll we'll get to there when we get to there but i don't know that i would want to be with stella am i no am i, I wouldn't either here? okay because she's a I little like controlling and like I want to know more about her previous marriage because I'm like, what, Stella, what happened with, what happened there? Because I think he did, I think he like, do we ever find out, like, did this guy, I feel like she was cheated on. They don't say what it was, but you, you do meet him at like the family, like cookout. Right. Yeah. She's pretty in general mistrustful of him. Like she immediately thinks he's playing games because he has to go to work. Um, which is very reasonable. And I, I think that, you know, it's actually a good sign if you meet a man and he has a job. Um, <laughs> Always a good sign. That's, that's really nice. So tell me more about how you're employed. <laughs> Do you pay your taxes on time? Um, but yeah, she's like, I don't know. She's just so angry about it. And I feel like, I honestly feel like this relationship is very lopsided in d- dynamics. And in a lot of ways, it could have been healthy. Like, I think that for older women, especially having that kind of age gap can be really nice because I'm, you know, I'm going to stereotype here. So just heads up, um, trigger warning um, for uh, ignorance on my part. (laughs) But if you're like a lot of men of that of like older men hold uh, very conservative ideas about power, you know, and like. domestic duties and I think that I can kind of see how if you're going to be with someone that's going to like always regulate you to a second class it might be nice to be with a man that's a little bit younger to have kind of like even the scales out a little bit do you guys follow me on this yeah no I do I think I never dated someone that much younger than me and I am very curious too like I've dated someone younger but not 20 years younger (laughs) I mean, because she's um, like a baby boomer. Right. Stella oh, that's true. Boomer. Yeah. So it's like she, like baby boomer men. <laughs> like I'm like they, they cause her to laugh. <laughs> baby boomer men cause her to laugh. I just like, she's a baby boomer and getting with a Gen Xer. And like, that's probably maybe nice, you know? And, yeah, it's refreshing. Yeah, like he's like not expecting her to be like uh like Jean Cleaver or whatever, Joan Cleaver. Her name it? was June Cleaver. June Cleaver. <laughs> Jackie Cleaver. Janessa Cleaver. Janessa. Janessa was the the rebellious one. 
rebellious cleaver. <laughs> of the cleavers. <laughs> of the cleavers. Yeah. Be here. Like it's probably nice for her. Like maybe she's like, okay, this is great. We're gonna go to like uh yeah, we're gonna go to a Wu-Tang concert. We're gonna hang out. He's gonna like cook dinner for me once in a while and not expect me to like yeah, clean the yeah. socks and like she can have fun. Also, her wardrobe and hair changes for the better when she starts dating him. Like I, really I mean, she's really like I'm loving it. I'm loving her looks. Well, her first, when we first meet her, she's, her hair is like pressed. It's just very mm-hmm. straight. Um, yeah. And it's like appropriate for, well, I don't know the argumentative. We, we, it doesn't, maybe not appropriate, but it's like necessary for the times on the street of wall for her to have that kind of hair. <laughs> it's very corporate America, like approved. Yeah. yeah. But then she gets braids and it looks great. Yeah. She can't wear those braids like with a headset in the office. <laughs> She can't wear those braids in the office and be taken seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. Enter the old fuddy duddy. If I can, um, I don't think, I don't think you should be dating someone who's 20 years. You're, you're like junior. I just feel like, what are you going to talk about? Interesting. Um, hmm, I like this. Someone who's 20 years younger than me doesn't know what Hey Arnold is. And Hey Arnold meant a lot to me. I feel like it was one of the most like emotionally mature kid shows. And I feel like it's a touchstone for me to talk with people who are around my age when we're realizing that like, oh, our lives have so much meaning. Even as a kid, I had deep thoughts. And a lot of people kind of circle around this cartoon and you talk to people who are far younger than you and they're like, hey, what now? It's true. Someone who's 20 years younger than you is also four. So I feel like that's- (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You're so kind. Yeah, that might be a real problem. And I'm glad, so I'm glad that you don't want to- I'm just trolling. I'm trolling the Jimberies. Yeah. That'd be a lot of work. That'd be a lot of work to date a four-year-old. I'd literally be raising him. Yeah. Yeah. It's God. It's like, it's like I'm your mother. Wow. Jesus. Um, Real problematic. This is supposed to be back and forth. It's supposed to be a relationship. Um, how are we relating? Yeah, I just feel like I'm doing all of the work and you're not doing any of the work. Oh my God, order dinner for once. <laughs> order dinner. How about you drive us to the movies? He doesn't know how to use a phone. <laughs> no, he can't. He can barely speak. Um, I, yeah, I also think it could be kind of lonely to date someone 20 years younger. There is something very nice about dating someone who grew up in the same time period as you. I do think that's yeah. true. Yeah. Now, I like what about someone 20 years older? Hell no. <gasps> okay. Hell no for me. I want to try it. I, try I document I, it. Yeah. Let us know. Because it won't like be me. They wouldn't, they're not going to fuck with me because I'm too loud and too opinionated. And uh, I, I, I'm not worth it. Honestly. Like, I'm honestly like not hot enough. Like, I feel like if you're dating someone be like a trophy wife or trophy yeah 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 like because I don't know they're not at that point like men who are 20 years older than you they're not looking for oh my god I'm really like really being problematic so but I feel like they're not looking for a real emotional connection at that point they're still in love with their first wife they'll always be in love with their first wife Wow. But, but she refused to get that lobotomy. <laughs> yeah. I'm done for. I'm never going to work in this town again. Clearly, I, I also love how, like, anyone can say anything problematic if before they preface it with, I feel like. 
I feel like men that are dating women 20 years younger than them are looking for a trophy. People were getting I their pitchforks out, but they forgot that I feel. So now they have to put the pitchforks back. It's just an opinion. It doesn't matter. I have no effect on anything, guys. I it's swear. It's just my feelings. It's just my feelings. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I think that's generally true. I think that's definitely generally true. Unless it's like, um, I was, no, he's not 20 years younger than the person he married. Ooh, Michael Douglas <laughs> slash Catherine Zeta-Jones, who is 20 years older and eats pussy still. Yeah. We know he, this. Yeah. He, yeah. Cause she gave him cancer. <laughs> yeah. And he called her out for it. That was. Sure did. What a supportive husband. Yeah. Really threw her right under the bus. My but wife, I do feel like he said it was worth it. <laughs> I mean. My wife's pussy gave me throat cancer. That was, uh, <laughs> put that on you a You say pillow. it was worth it at the end. Like, and it was worth it. I can't think of oh. anything. Like, it's so, it feels very feminist to me for him to be like, yeah, I got it from eating pussy and it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> I do yeah, it again. Guys. It's like locker okay. room. The new, the, the feminist locker room talk. Totally. Really so is. men, <laughs> if you are 20 years older, I see no problem as long as you go down. Then yeah. Oh yeah. Have you guys ever dated someone who wouldn't go down on you? Not dated. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a perfect answer, Sasha. I feel well, like Kay Diggs ate <laughs> pussy in this. Winston Shakespeare was oh, down. Winston was eaten for sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. In iambic pentameter. <laughs> she took him off the island. So the real character, I think his name is Jonathan Plummer. Jonathan Plummer was eating pussy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. she flew him off. Yeah, she flew him off the That's island. That's true. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, could you imagine if he was like, "Look, I'm actually not going to do this." I'd be like, "Well, enjoy your life here. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, enjoy working at the restaurant. Goodbye." Well, then she like she gets back to the island. This scene was so weird to me, though. This was like a half written scene. I feel like when she gets not gets back to the island, when she gets back to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and Victor Garber just like. Fire, says sir. a lot of things that don't make sense and then suddenly she's fired like i'm she just like what just happened vision she built the division and initiated a merger on the street of wall and they combined and then he was like you're redundant and they just fired her but did she quit i don't know and he gave it's her a severance package but then she was gonna sue <laughs> yeah she was gonna sue it's a very confusing scene. It was just like, it was just sort of like plopped in there. It was like, we need Stella to not, to not have a job anymore so that she can date Winston. And so Victor Garber needs to fire her in a way that's confusing. I think they were trying to justify her dating a toddler because they were like, let's really shake up her life. Uh, yeah. She had to deal with a lot of adversity. And I was like, oh, instead of going to see a therapist, you should just fuck a kid, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> fuck a teenager. I'm sorry, a 20 year old. A 20 year old. He's Am like, I being judgmental? <laughs> it's just how you feel, Sasha. <laughs> it's how I feel. These are my feelings. <laughs> These are all our feelings, and all feelings are valid. Remember True. that. True. Yeah. Remember that. And sponsor feelings, sponsor us. We would yeah. love you to sponsor, sponsor us. Sponsor us feelings. The feelings darkest ones. Home, please. Mm-hmm. But she goes back home, picks up her son. And I couldn't help but notice when she tells her son that she's lost her job. He was like, I have $3,000 in my bank account. And I was like, wow, you're like a yeah. kid. Yeah. And he has a go-kart. 
I had like three dollars when I was that age. I was he's eleven. How did yeah, he why does he have three thousand dollars? And a go-kart. You're missing the go-kart. Oh, you're right. <laughs> and a go-kart. He has a car. Yeah. Maybe he's racing. Maybe he makes money from racing. Now that's a movie I'd watch. Oh yeah. Paper oh, yeah. route. Allowance. Uh, yeah. Allowance. That's he's true. a saver. He's one he's of those kids who saved. Yeah. That's well, so good true. for him. Good for him. He's probably doing, he's probably a stockbroker now. He probably owns that company that she was working at at this point. Good for him. And then they just yeah. like, he wants to go, they were going to take a trip to Africa and he's like, yeah. let's go to Jamaica instead. Yeah. And then they go to Jamaica. They go to and Jamaica have- with her niece and her son. Oh, I wanted to be on that vacation so badly. I, I was know. like, get me the fuck out of here. Get me to Jamaica and get me to that house. Get me in that pool. Did you notice how she calls Winston? She's like, we're going to come to Jamaica and come see you. And he has one request. Bring me junk food. Oh, I forgot about that. They keep taking pot shots at him and making him seem like an absolute child. I know. know. He's like, will you bring me bubble gum? (laughs) I'd like a lollipop, please. (laughs) I know. I know. Also, it's like, don't they have junk food on Jamaica? In in Jamaica? Yeah. Yeah. What that's true. I feel like they probably would have good junk food too. Like it wouldn't have red dye 40 in it. Like American right. They have like authentic yeah. junk food. Yeah. I feel like they have to make the case that they're gonna they're having a fun feel. This is sell it. This is her getting her groove. So we're in the we're in the groove at this point. She's okay. back in Jamaica. She's getting her groove back and she's having a lot of fun with him. And then it becomes, I feel like then he moves, then she meets the parents. And yeah. then it becomes a movie where they fight. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of fighting. Lots a lot of, of it's a lot of arguing and like, no, I'm gonna pay for dinner. I'm the man. No, I want I want to I don't want to see this movie. It's a lot of like I'm like, should I be should I be in this? Should we? Should I look away? I felt uncomfortable. Like I don't. It reminded me of like. Yeah, you know when you're like around a friend and their boyfriend or husband, that's you're just like, oh man, you guys should not be together. You know, this is like a bad relationship. And it was fun before. I feel like the turn was definitely okay. Well, I want to go back real quick to the fact that she introduces him to her kid. Yeah, they're in the pool, and he's like, they're just like holding hands, walking up. It feels very irresponsible. Would you? Would you? Would you like? introduce your kid to this no. guy you're fucking no it's so he's it's, nine years older than your son oh bro you just blew my mind you're right and he relates uh, to him like an older brother too which is like so they, strange they walk up with immediate pda and then he takes his shirt off yeah there's like two sentences of exchange and his shirt comes off and he's in the pool with her kid like yeah. he's the new daddy or something. You it's don't so know his character weird. and you have him around not only your kid, but your, your sister's daughter. Yes. You don't know exactly. this man. <laughs> I Welcome know. back to another like... episode of what's his motive. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you were like, like, give him, I give it a few weeks at least. And then That's, like have him over another dinner. Country. Yeah. Very, very irresponsible. But when she's in Jamaica, we do find out we get a little call. We can't see it, or at least Stella can't see it, but we can see it. Delilah's in a hospital bed. And she's Oh my God, you guys, Ill. I forgot about Delilah. Oh. Never forget about Delilah. I know. Hey there, Delilah, dying in a bed. 
<laughs> that was the original song. <laughs> I like it has a ring to it. Hey there, Delilah, are you dying in a bed? <laughs> I want to come to see you, but I'll stay here instead. It is. He's gonna say. He's gonna say I was gonna give you head, but I don't do that. Gonna give head, but I don't do that. But I love how they use Delilah dying as a as like what is it like what is it called catalyst? Yeah, to give her perspective. Yeah, I know. Poor Delilah. They have to kill her off so that Stella can recognize how much she needs to keep getting her groove back i don't know because she needs to keep the groove remain maintain the groove she needs to maintain this should be called how stella gets her groove and then maintains it (laughs) the fact too that he like waltzes through the back of the church and is like lit like backlit by the sun at the funeral like how does he even know where people don't know she died yet yeah i know we I didn't know she died. And then Angela's giving a speech and. And then he's there. I didn't have. For a movie that was so long. Yeah. For a movie that's so long, they sure have a lot of choppy transitions. Choppy transitions. I needed Delilah throughout the whole movie. I have to say, I feel like Delilah dying. It's like it turned into beaches. Yeah. Why did, but like, how did he know this funeral was even happening? Because he's just everywhere. Oh, because she died. Yeah, he knows everything. But he died or Delilah died when they were still in um, Jamaica. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was probably like, the funeral's happening on Friday. She didn't even know she was sick. They were like, you need to come and come see her now. You're next of kin. She's not going to make it. This is like right after she was ambushed and had to meet his parents in their beautiful mansion and where they have servants. And the mom's like, I'm actually a year older than you. Oh, that was rough. Can you imagine being mom and you're like, this woman comes with her son and like, you're like, I'm a one year older than you. What are you doing with my child's future? Like, I don't want him to be your new baby daddy. I gotta say though, I feel like if Angela Bassett shows up at my house, I'm a year older and she's, he's, she's dating my son who's just working at a restaurant. I'd be like, oh, great. Thank you. Like, like he's well taken care of. Yeah. If it was Angela Bassett, I would be trying to be her friend. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's funny because if it was reverse, if she was a man and that was, that's, that's how it would work. If that was a 20 year old woman and that was a gotch, that woman, the the mom would be like, oh, kissing up to him. And he's, yeah. And he's a stockbroker. They'd be like, this person's going to take care of my child and maybe I'll get a Tesla. I know Tesla didn't exist then, but you get the point. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been like totally Stella, you know, Stella just really. It's a man's world. (sighs) Man's world. Yeah. She gets a hard, she's getting a hard time. Yeah. Um, She is. And then she starts a fight, which she does every time someone has an issue with their relationship. She goes back, treats him like he, like she's his mom, and then starts a fight. Like, yeah, she does get into the mom role. She gets, yeah, and it's uncomfortable. She only does it when someone points out the age difference. It's outsiders who influence. Yeah. And yeah, it's like the ego. Yeah, they were lying at the movie wish... theaters and she was upset about him checking out younger women, but it wasn't even like that. And then yeah. they saw a comedy and she's like, we should be watching difficult films where people just stare pensively out of a window. 
he's like kind of creating it's like she doesn't think she deserves him so she's trying to create a problem before he leaves she thinks he's gonna leave and honestly well in the real life he does leave so yeah i mean stella slash terry i mean maybe she knew what she was doing i mean to be honest like my i don't feel like i don't i feel like he was pretty healthy in this relationship like yeah he was just having fun yeah, and but he was like also supporting her like through her yeah. grief of Delilah's death and like yeah. being pretty um making an effort with her son and like cleaning up her workshop. Like yeah. Yeah. her to get back to who she really is. And I don't really see what she was offering him. Like she's a beautiful woman who's very successful, but she was kind of treating him like shit most of the movie. Yeah. No, she was in that last half an hour. <laughs> that where the door should have just been closed um on their argument yeah <laughs> i just feel like yeah i was she wasn't very she, yeah i didn't like watching that i didn't like that side of her i oh, i just had an insight and then it went away i think that she's just so used to being the boss in her own life and like making all the decisions and like controlling everything that like someone coming in and being that support system she's like not used to her, or like the person that her husband who maybe her husband probably wasn't like that. And so she's just not used to it. Like Mm -hmm. she was probably like that for her husband. She was probably the support person for her husband. Yeah. And so it's like when someone comes in, if you're like used to controlling everything and someone comes in and helps, it's like, I don't know. It's like a fear of, well, what if they just go away? I don't want to get used to this person's support or help. And like, I'm going to, what is the word? Like sabotage it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she needed to be in relation um, with a therapist to deal with these problems mm-hmm. before you force them on like someone who obviously doesn't have them. Right. This yeah. is why we needed Delilah throughout the whole but movie. At, but at the same time, he's also still 20. I know. It's true. And it's I feel true. like if he was 30, I would have no argument against this, but he's 20. And I'm like, his brain is different. Yeah. yeah. 20 years and his brain is not even done developing. <laughs> Yeah, he had a brain at 25. So he's got five more years. It's yeah. really not fair to him, honestly. Like, I feel like even if I, like, if I'm just going to be Stella for a sec, like, if I went to Jamaica and got like 20 year old dick, I'd be like, this is fun and I'm leaving this here, but it's not fair to this guy to like be my new stepdad to my kid. Like, that's like, it just yeah. Seem, I don't know. I would feel bad. Like, wouldn't you feel like you were at, like they're going to grow up to resent you? <laughs> They're going to get the boyfriend or the son, both, I guess both, but like he's the boyfriend's (laughs) going to get a brain at 25 and be like, you Mary Kay Letourneau me and like a child. And if this movie was a 20, I'm trying to imagine, like, I don't know why I'm instantly picturing Michael Douglas. I'm like, that's what I'm casting. Well, I mean, the funny thing is, it's like so many movies are older men with younger women like there is a movie with michael douglas and gwyneth paltrow he's this 20 year age yeah guy. like yeah there are so many movies i mean that happened i feel like all the time it's just normal and we're just like oh yeah they're just that's just how it is they were wasn't grooming us <laughs> true wasn't that the era when everybody was saying age age ain't nothing but a number do you remember yeah like, people were saying that all the time age ain't nothing but a number and it was like on like maury and stuff yeah Age is more than a number. Age is life experience. Age is growth and evolution. I don't get it. <laughs> but I will say, I do think you can be 40 and be 
totally emotionally uninvolved and unintelligent and like haven't and just not have seen the world or not I don't know not have not have a lot of growth or self-actualization and you can be 20 and have more of that than at 40 I think so no I feel like I don't think that Winston I will say though I don't think that Winston has that necessarily but I think that like some I don't know if it I don't know if you have more maturity based on your age I feel like I agree as well because I've seen I've seen it with my own eyes specifically the other way around younger girls dating dudes who are much older and doing it for like to get something out of it and getting everything they want because this guy couldn't see it coming and I was like how did he not know because he just he's so like he just loves the feeling he loves that feeling of like being wanted yeah yeah and taking she, care of someone and she sold him the she she sold him the the dream and got everything out of it yeah why did she um she gets a job offer oh right she i checked out at some yeah she got a job offer she said i checked out how dare you she was during a, the arguing at some point during the argument i was like oh, uh, yeah. mid in the middle of the arguing she goes back into her uh work office her office and it's like victor garber and he's like hey we're so sorry we want to give you two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year to head this department uh-huh. and why does she turn it down i like why i don't get it she said she knew she was very job. unhappy working there Really? When did I they think she knew she was unhappy. this? They need I feel like they needed to do a better job about showing that she was unhappy with her work environment. I don't disagree. In yeah. the beginning, she's yeah. like loving it. Like she's like working girl and she's like taking calls and making deals and doing all these things. Yeah. And then when she loses her job, she's like fucking pissed <clears throat> and doesn't really know what she's gonna do or even like who she is because she's this career woman. But then she doesn't talk about her job really at all for the whole rest of the movie. And then she gets this big job offer. And I like, don't understand why she even turns it down. Cause it seems like her character trajectory and like who her character is would like jump at that. Yeah. I, I know. I think that they were doing this stereotype of like this woman in the nineties who's like, yeah. all work, no play. Like, you know, just- and all she needs is a little dick. Cause that's, yeah. it's going to make everything go away. All I mean, of your problems. Was it a little dick though? It's Tay Diggs. I bet he's working yeah. with more. Cheers. <laughs> Good for you, Tay. Good, Good for, for you, you, sir. All she needs is Tay Diggs dick. Yeah. I feel like there was like a stereotype and they didn't really go too deep. They didn't go deep in her at all. We don't know they like did. why she is the way she is. She's with- an archetype. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, she's an archetype for sure. Yeah, yeah. They and didn't then, flesh her out at all. They didn't no. like, know who she was really because I feel like it was incongruent for her to turn this job offer down. Like we didn't see enough different like beats in between where she where we hear that she was unhappy because like what's two seventy five for inflation now? Like three fifty? That'd be like That's yeah. It? That'd be, I don't know. I mean, what I feel it? like it would be more. You think it'd be more? It'd be like, like 500? But also it's a really, I'm going to say something. You can cut this out. Also, it's a really like um, corrupt industry. So she'd probably be making more than a million. Oh, yeah, you're sure. probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. It's, it doesn't really seem. Very low. 
And like, what is she going to do though? Like make furniture. The last time she made a table was like 15 years ago or something. Yeah. Like who yeah. even knows, like, this is not a viable job for you at this point. Like take the 275 and like, I don't know, build a nightstand at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Build a nightstand. Build one nightstand. Just sell, yeah. sell, build it and just sell nightstands. Make that your thing. Like, and then what he's, I don't know. And then he comes, he comes back. Well, she, after that, he shows her her cleaned up workshop. So are we supposed to believe that she turned down this money and now she's a woodworker? Kind of. Yeah, we are. We are supposed to believe that. I did like, I did like that scene where he shows her that. That was like very sweet to me. I. I would, if I was dating someone, I would be like, oh my God, that's so, that would mean so much to me. Um, that like support, but it is just very funny that she's a woodworker. I would have rather her been like a writer. You know what I mean? Because Terry is a writer. So is it not as visual? It's not like we ever saw furniture. Do you think, do you think we're something like this is or movies like this books like this have made us kind of addicted to grand gestures Ooh, hot take. oh yeah for sure absolutely because i feel like someone buying you what appeared to be a, a a glass cutting table i don't know what it was when i saw it i was like this looks like some kind of 3d printer i've already lost interest i'm not like technologically advanced i'm like i don't want to know about this i'm a luddite but he was like now you can and my brain literally turned off i was like i don't want to know what this thing does <laughs> like I don't want this taking up space I honestly there's not a lot of space left but he bought her this thing so again he has money Mm -hmm. but can't pay for dinner I'm confused maybe that's why he couldn't pay for dinner (gasps) I'm learning so much no he does doesn't he pay for dinner and he she she's like he's like you leave the tip yeah he pays for dinner and then she says all right well if you really want to help why don't you pay the mortgage next month like what a root come on she keeps upping the ante she keeps upping the ante and that's rude it's so rude he's got a trust fund too i'm sure like he's so wealthy like it's why does she keep doing this there is he's not gold digging i mean pushing him away yeah Yeah. she's pushing him away for sure she's not well because it's controlling she's she's, yeah she's being controlling But I mean, real- it, it, it does actually make sense with her personality that she makes furniture. So that feels like a very like, you know, ABCD. Yeah, like very, you have to be very mathematical or I don't know what, but it just feels very precise and controlled. Yeah, I see that for her. And but also, so, it is bizarre. I'm like, it's not very free wielding. It's like, one, it's like a very strange, random Also, do we ever see her do any sort of woodworking at all? Does she ever touch a piece of wood once? No, they couldn't get the, they couldn't get the insurance for that. (laughs) Angela Bassett was like, you guys know, I'm not going to touch a piece of wood. I'm not going to. I mean, she touches his wood, I guess. And that's enough. Well, we we'll saw that. You wrote that, that. Notes, didn't you? You wrote that joke down. I did it, I- guys. I was off the cuff. <laughs> I would like to have seen an image of her like having finished a chair that she built and like sitting in it with a cup of coffee yeah and all night building something would have been nice to be like and she's rising with the sun and this is who she is now okay we're writing we're doing this we're doing doing the rewrites 20 years later he comes over and brings her the cup of coffee and they have sex on the table that she built and he eats her out yes 
and he Why eats her. Why is that not the scene? And then he spit. He spits in the coffee cup after. <laughs> yeah, you don't have like we. Ha- you have Tay Diggs and Angel Bassett. Like, uh, give us some sexual. You know, give us some romantic yes. scenes, some steamy scenes, like Ghost. You know, and Ghost yes. with like the what? Oh, I forget what he's making. Uh, pottery. Pot- like pottery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They have sex that she's made yeah it's just a yeah like, that. but instead what we get is the last sex scene of the whole movie is her in some school marmy nightgown yeah fully clothed in the shopping in the shower with him <laughs> like what what kind of psychopath wears a nightgown in the shower well i think it was like she was possessed to do it she just had an idea because i this was like he'd asked her to marry him and she was oh, like i need a week to think about it and it, it was like 15 days and she didn't even bring it up again and then I think he says, I'm going to leave. So she goes into the shower and they have what could be like goodbye sex. But she's like, I think this is Angela Bassett who's like, I'm not going to take off my shirt for this. Contractually not doing it. I'm but not doing this. It looks so ridiculous. Like it's a literally a one piece. Like just pull that over your head. We saw Tate Diggs' ass. And so he was clearly in the forefront. And she could just be like, we could just see the side of her. You know, you could even get right. a body double, and we would. His agents, see- his agents aren't as good as hers. <laughs> it's just like it was, ridic- it was ridiculous to me. Really I feel like we needed scenes like that with Stella. Like I want to see yeah, her. We need yeah, we need her getting fingered in a restaurant. Yeah, in Jamaica, like at the buffet, like <laughs> while in line, which she has and a then, plate. Okay. Yes, and then he just licks his fingers, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then goes back to eating shrimp. Yeah. Uh. Oh, boy. He's, he's he's de-shelling the shrimp and then he's got <laughs> greasy ass like oregano covered salt and peppered fingers oh no, oh, no. Oh. so anyways oh, she's like man. i'm not gonna marry you or whatever after they have sex and she cries one solid tear it's mm, very the demi artistic Mortier. what the was demi that Mortier. about why was she crying i think it was cathartic Okay. Was she like she, I, she needed that one tear? She needed to release that one tear. She looked beautiful. Of course. Yeah. Did it did it come did it come out when she was coming? I think so. She was like gasping and there was one tear. <laughs> In one little I, I was watching it with uh my husband audience and I was like, why is she crying right now? Is she crying over Whoopi Goldberg? And he's like, No, she's crying over the magnitude of this relationship. And I, she just lost her friend and she's it's it's everything at one time and she's really confused about what she's going to do about him and she he know she knows that she might have to let him go and i was like do you want to just do this podcast and i was just going to say <laughs> get him on the get him on the cast <laughs> and then he okay so he breaks up with her in a hammock but first we like lay we see him like laying in a hammock for like 5 minutes which i don't know why we need to be watching him just like laying there gazing off into nothing and then she comes and then he breaks up with her he's yeah. contemplating he's contemplating okay yeah and he's But like, i think i think he says i'm going to take a i'm taking a flight at 10 o'clock or whatever tomorrow xyz because she never responded to whether or not she was going to marry him he has self worth like he I'm does. rooting for him, you know, even though he, yeah. there is this age difference, he is a very mature 20 year old. Like he should be called how Winston asserted himself. Yes. He knows oh, what he got his groove back. Yes. He knows what he wants. He knows that it's her. He knows he wants a life with her. 
he proposes to her, he's ready to commit. And then she's the one that kind of like dicks him around and destroys, you know, whatever may be there or creates this like chaos. And he draws a line in the sand. It was like, these are my boundaries, basically. I don't want to put up with this anymore. Yeah. I would be comfortable with this age difference, but you are not clearly. So he doesn't push her and he respects that she isn't. And then he just removes himself from the situation, which I think is like so adult. Yeah. So the title of this movie is how Stella got her groove back, um, then had to hold on to it. And then Winston had to assert, learned how to assert himself properly and set boundaries. It's true. He wasn't just going to be like a little tool fuck boy for her. He's like, Aww. I know you want to be yeah. what we have, but I think it's real. So you better treat me with respect. I really think that that was a very mature. Yeah, no, I like that. She really wanted to be a little, f- she really wanted to use him. She did. She really did. I think she was the problem in this, you know? She's the villain. Just like in 50 Days of Summer, it was Joe. I will say though, I'm not angry that she doesn't go back to the stock market job where she's treated like it's shit. It's I true. kind of, I kind of like that she doesn't. And she's like, I'm going to take a chance on something else. Cause she's at that stage in life where she can, she can like reinvent herself. So I, I just don't think they wrote it well. Like, I feel like they should have wrote her character more three-dimensionally. And if they had, then we would have been like, oh yeah. If they you had know? given us some idea of like where her mind was, because everyone yeah. has a reason for why they do something. She's not mentally, like, she's not crazy. She's just like disorganized in her thinking because you're, pushing away this 20 year old, but you're also at the same time pursuing him back. All we see in the beginning is like, she's getting a facial with her friends and they're like wanting her to date and she doesn't want to date. And then she watches a commercial. It's all, it's just, this is all prompted from a commercial yeah. to go to Jamaica. Yeah. It's like the first time she's ever heard of Jamaica and she, her <laughs> life has changed. What? <laughs> she's like, wait a second. There's vacation spots. Also getting back to the beginning and also tying into like that we needed to know her thoughts more. There was a voiceover like plot device. In and the they, oh, they, they it abandoned it immediately. Why? Like, why was that not carried on? Or like, why did it happen at all? And it felt very cartoonish the way that it was done. There were two separate movies in this movie. Very I thought it was going to continue and be a little absurd. And it was not. It was just like, we're going to play everything super straight from here on out. And I'm like, you can't do that. But then anyway, so like he gets on his flight at 10 a.m. He gets 10 p.m. It's late because it's raining. Perfect time for a romantic gesture. You're right. So at 10 p.m., like he goes to the airport and he's like there and then she just shows up. But I'm pissed that we didn't get a running through the airport scene. Oh, yeah, yeah she's just standing there in a red trench coat. So she, she gets there before him. Yeah. Like I want to keep run. running. And can you imagine that trench coat like billowing out behind her? Also, yeah. she's a runner. She's a runner. Yeah, she ran there. <laughs> You're so right. Like we see yes. her running so much away from things. Let's it's see her running towards end. something. That is a great end. Run in the end. What's going on, Terry? Way better end, Ashley. We've got notes 20 years later. <laughs> Terry, um, if you're listening, we can if just let us know. We'll give give us your email. We can jot these notes down and send them over. And then she says to him, though, like, how about Stanford? Have you ever considered oh, Stanford? Have you ever considered Stanford? Like going to school? I, yeah, I kind of missed that. He's going to become a surgeon like his father. 
But okay, she, is yeah. she like the dean of admissions? Like how is she just casually being like, have you ever considered Stanford? Like she has any power <laughs> in this? Like, is he going to get into Stanford? Because they have like three no. admissions. Like she's going to buy his way in. Oh, maybe. And he's like 20 years old. Like what? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't buy that. We suddenly discover that is, is he brilliant? Maybe. Is he a brilliant person? Maybe. He's a okay, do we think that they stay together after this? What do we think happens after? Because all no. she says is, get rid of that's it. Does he just say no, and then he gets on the plane? I mean, he's- I assume they stay him. together. <clears throat> they do? I think they stay together for a while, but I would assume afterwards, long-term, no. I think he stays for two months, and he's, like, sleeping on her couch, and she and he keeps pressing her, hey, I haven't seen you in the woodshop for, like, a few, for a minute now, and she's getting mad because he's wearing, like, gray sweatpants shirtless, and, like, he's not doing enough, and he hasn't applied to Stanford, and then they just break up, and he goes back to Jamaica, and he works at that hotel, and he becomes a chef, and then... 10 years later, he opens up a restaurant that wins a Michelin star and she goes there and she sees him and then they're together. And she says, have you ever thought about Stanford? <laughs> Again? <laughs> That's funny. She and just keeps like, derailing no, his life my, for fun. Yeah. Get off my back. I don't want to go to Stanford. But Come at this point, on. Go to Stanford. She's, <laughs> she's lost the house and is destitute because she hasn't built anything because we haven't seen her touch a single piece of wood. She's just living in a, she's living in a cabin that she built and the furniture that she built. And the floorboards fall out because. No, I will. I do think Stella has a thriving, I will say, I think maybe being optimistic, I naive. I do think Stella, I can see her having a thriving furniture store she seems like a real savvy businesswoman yes like but the craftsmanship, the, the craftsmanship is questionable because yeah, the cra- it. is it good furniture no i don't i don't think so but i think it's sort of like um you know it's it's furniture and she I mean, sells it. it's even, furniture <laughs> even in flash dance we see jennifer beals we we see that even in flash dance we can't get right. one scene with her with a miter saw in her hand a piece of sandpaper yeah Again, the insurance wouldn't allow it <laughs> angela's like i can't with these hands these hands are my money maker i'm sorry i refuse they are beautiful i mean it does have beautiful She's gorgeous. She's so gorgeous. Sasha, have Uh, you had a 20 year age difference relationship? Have you had an age difference? Uh, nothing this, this dramatic. I feel very (laughs) self-conscious about being with someone who's that much younger than me again, because I feel like our references are very different. Imagine trying to talk to someone about all I can think of are people who are way older than me and they want to like talk about certain things that are so concrete in their mind. And you're like, sir, I only read about that in books. Like I don't know about this. Like the fall of the Berlin Wall or something. Yeah, or they want to talk about the fall of Saigon and I'm like, uh-huh, tell me more. I don't know. <laughs> you don't Saigon. say. <laughs> Do you remember when Istanbul was Constantinople? Barely. I remember from a Looney Tunes song. <laughs> A Tiny Tune Adventures. You know what? Here's going to be the thing. You're going to start meeting people who are like 9-11. I mean, I heard about it. I was told to never forget. But like, what do you mean? Where was I when 9-11 happened? I was in my mother's womb. No, I can't imagine. Like, I feel like I can't imagine dating someone who doesn't, didn't live through like 90s music. 
Mm-hmm. That feels important to me. You yeah. can't date anyone that doesn't know who Eddie Vedder is. I, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's fair. Like in but, real time, like as Eddie Vedder became Eddie Vedder. Yeah. yeah. Totally. totally. If you don't know who Pearl Jam is, you think it's a sex position, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> and is it? I would love callers. Is it? It sounds like it. Pearl, Pearl Jam. Both of them sound very. Pearl Necklace is something for sure. Yeah, that's it. That's I'm going to look it up. <laughs> Pearl Necklace I is definitely a thing. Pearl Jam, I don't know. Sasha and Charlene, have you guys, have either of you ever had a um, vacation romance? Oh, a vacation romance. No, but no. like, I remember when I was a kid, people would be like, oh, we went away to like this place or that place. And then I met someone when we were like in middle school and I was like, you kids are fucking bold. But at the same time, this is what happened in every Mary Kate and Ashley, like direct to video movie. They would go somewhere and fall in love immediately. And I was like, what's wrong with me? I'm just taking photos with my fucking family. I'm going to tell you something that's a little troubling. When my, my family and I would go on vacation every year, since I was like a little, we would go to South Carolina in the summer, we'd go to Charleston and my sister, when we became, when she was like a teenager, she needed to meet a guy every summer. She was obsessed with getting She's a boyfriend. boy crazy, boy crazy. She always had a boyfriend and literally one night she literally wished upon a star. I saw her do oh, it. Oh no. Or to meet. And she was very pretty. So she did always meet a guy. I'm like, you don't actually need to wish upon the star. It's demeaning. Um, <laughs> Leave some stars for the rest of us. Yeah, leave the stars. Like, I need the star. So, please. Um, but I was like, God, Stacy, you need to get into a therapist. Uh, but yeah. And then she, like, dated a guy one summer there that, like, was missing a tooth. And I'm like, Stacy, you don't need to, you don't need a summer romance that bad. You know Is what this, I mean? Did the star bring her the toothless man? Because I think it did. I think it did, Charlene. It was a bad star. Maybe it wasn't a star. Maybe it was, um, it was space trash. It was space trash being root, like destroyed in our atmosphere. (laughs) It was totally space trash. And I always wanted to meet, I always wanted to have a summer fling. I never had a summer fling. And I was also like, kind of like, like gothy, not gothy exactly, but like, oh, like alternative. Yeah. Alternative. I was like wearing flannel in South Carolina with like, you know, were you like grunge? Yeah, I was grunge. Yeah. She was grunge, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it was grunge. It was grunge. <laughs> and like it was very hot. It was very uncomfortable to be grunge in the South, I will say, in the summer. I, yeah. Um, I wasn't meeting any guys, but <laughs> I feel like, you know, they weren't they were not coming up to me. So okay, so you had a 90s have you ever had a 90s apartment, like or anything in your apartment? that could be classically 90s like uh probably all of the yeah probably the mold (laughs) the mold (laughs) oh no do you have mold I think I might have mold oh god I've got mold stories yeah tell me oh man I got so sick from I'm really sensitive to it but yeah I've gotten really sick from mold in apartments and then when you get sick you're like more sensitive to it yeah um but yeah can you like see it (laughs) There's like little places where I'm like, this is mold. Oh no. Oh, you can see yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Ellie's so it. bad with not fixing mold. 
Oh, I actually have a podcast launching in late October. If anyone wants to listen to it, it's called My Semi-Charmed Life. Uh, I'm doing it with my very good friend, Ross Knight. And we're just uh, reviewing very loosely episodes of the original airing of Charmed. Amazing. I love that. Lots the of cross with this one. Yeah. Love Charmed. I was a very, very strange kid who was like, this is my future, right? Excellent. And I was taking notes copiously and I was like, yeah, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Oh my God, Sasha, I think I'm going to rewatch Charmed because I, I, that makes me feel so comforted. Like Shannon Doherty and Rose McGowan, Charmed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not Alyssa. Wait, is Alyssa Milano in that one? Yeah. She is. Yeah. Okay. Shannon Doherty and, and Rose McGowan were, ever, were never on the show together. Oh, because right. Shannon she Doherty. Took over. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So it was, Shannon oh, okay. left the show and was very vocal about it, which we'll talk about on the podcast. I Ooh. love how Shannon left all these shows and was very vocal. Yeah. About it. So, what's our takeaway of Stella, like of this movie in general? What did we learn? Did we learn well, anything? I would like to go on a vacation. I did learn that. I'd like to go <laughs> on a real vacation. I want to go to the beach, and. I mean, I would like to have, I wouldn't use a guy like that at all, but like, I would like to have like a, a fling, a vacation fling. Mm-hmm. I think that you should post your next vacation on social and then the audience, um, the audience can find you and proposition yeah. you to be your fling. Oh, there you go. That it's not hard different. for women to find someone to fling with. It's very, That's very good. simple. I think That's what good. I learned is before you get into a relation with others, why don't you get in relation with yourself? Hmm. Your wow, primary relationship that. should be with yourself or it is with yourself. The primary romantic relationship is with yourself. Make wow. love to yourself. Take Make long love. baths. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Take a lot of baths. Yeah. Oh, I did read too that um, after this movie came out, it was a huge box office hit. Like it actually did really well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, black women in their 30s and 40s were like vacationing to the island. They were in Jamaica they were <laughs> for sex vac- tourism. Yes. Yes. They uh. were like they were all, they were like uh, businessmen going to Thailand. <laughs> they were like going. Oh my God. <laughs> Yuck. Going to find a nubile young man, a young steed. Um, and it was a thing. It was like a real thing for a while there. Montego Bay, I think, is where. Yeah, that's where they filmed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where the tour. Oh, my God. I'm getting a plane ticket to Montego Bay tomorrow. I'm going to get myself to Montego Bay. And I think it's like, closed. Really? Because there was just too much HPV and they were like, this yeah, is a liability. Everyone's closed. getting throat yeah, cancer. <laughs> Alfred, it started. That's where HPV started. I want to go somewhere dangerous like Rio. (laughs) Yes. You might get beheaded or you might have multiple orgasms. Who knows? I'm going to find love. And also, I'm actually being held for ransom, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I just remembered. I almost had a romantic rendezvous. Ooh. I went to Egypt in 2007. Uh, I'm just with a three thousand year old demigod. <laughs> I watched you know, that I just, when I was in Egypt, and I it was like you got that King Tut dick. <laughs> yeah, Tut Tut motherfucker. <laughs> there was this guy named King Tut. Um, he was kind of well known in the area, and so we were on a cruise. We were on this cruise, and I was a photography trip. 
I keep saying that and I don't know why. Because so, it has nothing to do with anything. So we were on the on the Nile on, on the cruise, and oh, the there was this guy. There was this guy who was mm. fucking beautiful. He was Afghani and he was gorgeous. And he was with his parents. He lived in DC, but <clears throat> I think, as I remember, he was so good looking. And we just started talking, and like um, we were everyone on the cruise. I think was like staying at the same hotel when we got off, and. So he gave me his number and I gave him my number. And like, we, I think he like, he asked me out. And then I, at the hotel, I gave him my room number and he, but he was like really boring. Yeah. And we had nothing to talk about, but he was so good looking and sweet. And I did want, like, I want, I did want a romantic rendezvous. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, you're really on it. I feel like he did work in finance and DC. And then he... (laughs) This is really funny. I remember sitting in my hotel room watching Don't Judge Me, Everyone Loves Raymond on my laptop. Because now, am I a fan of that show? No. Why did I have the DVDs? I don't know. I the DVDs. Um, I the DVDs. It was 2006, Charlene. Okay. Okay. And I think it was just because, like, I wanted, like, a little touchstone, like, a comfort, um, uh, an American comfort. That's what and, I feel about Golden Girls, but it's actually a good show. Right. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's actually a good show. Yeah. And, and I remember he knocked on the door. <gasps> I didn't, I like muted, I muted Everyone Loves Raymond. I, I didn't answer the door. I you got love- your back blown out. <laughs> you could have. And I love like that you think that this finance man who's sexy as fuck is too boring for you to sleep with, but everybody loves Raymond is somehow not boring. <laughs> like- I know, I know. And then my friend uh, Raymond and his other friend, like on the that I met on the tour, and not his friend, Raymond, my friend Raymond, his friend. There's a lot of Raymonds. So this is not like Ray Romano. You're not. It was Ray Romano. That's his friend. And then Ray Romano showed up, and then it was all dream. Um, <laughs> no, then we went to some like I actually went with him and like his his friend. To I believe it was like an Egyptian strip club, and what? like yeah, and I don't know that they actually stripped though. I feel like it was like just dancing. I was like, I don't think they're allowed to. Yeah, I don't think it was like stripping. I think it was more just like dancing. It was like more interesting and artistic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I did that instead. <laughs> instead of the room. Well, that's fun. To do. <sighs> so that's as close as I got, I guess. And I wouldn't trust a stranger when I'm on vacation. I'd be like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> You're going to try and kill me. Yeah. <laughs> In my defense, plenty of people have tried to kill me. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. Oh. Well, that's for right. another episode. That's, well, that is fair then. Yes. If you yeah. want to hear about Sasha's near-death experiences, please check out her podcast with her yeah. friend, Rock Knight. It's coming to you. What is it called again? It's called My Semi-Charmed Life. My Semi-Charmed Life. I, I love, love it. it. Yeah. It's also for those of you who love female apartments from 90s movies. Um, I think you might like this. A lot of me talking about interiors. You're going to love it. Lots mm, that's of- a great yeah. house. Oh, I, I, I keep talking about how, how, how beautiful that house is. God, the Charmed House is great. But you know it has mold. You know that house So has much mold. mold and oh ghosts. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop me. Going to work till I am dead. Nothing's gonna stop me. Oh wait, I fell in love instead.